Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance, and you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. There's a cat over here. There's a cat over there. And the wrong one died. And the wrong one died. Welcome to The Wrong Cat Died, the podcast breakdown of the cat's catastrophe. I'm your host, Mike Abrams, and today we have a special guest with us. He starred as Gus the Theater Cat and Bustopher Jones in the 2016 Broadway revival of Cats. Welcome, Christopher Gurr, and thanks for joining us. Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. So I want to kick things off by knowing your history on Cats. So before you played <laughs> yeah. Gus... yeah. Had you seen the show? No. Were you familiar with it? No. Okay. I had gotten the the uh, the British cast album. My mom had seen it in England. She brought it back to me. I was 13 years old, big musical theater person, but not an Andrew Lloyd Webber person. Interesting. At all. Okay. Like vehemently. my type of guy. Right. But she brought the album and I listened to it, of course, and there were certain things that I responded to. Gus was one of them. So I actually was one of those kids who like did Gus in my bedroom alone over and over and over again listening to the album but that's all i knew about cats i never saw it never saw a tour never saw didn't even see the pbs video until the night before we started rehearsal so the the 1998 video that's right the night before yeah because i i suddenly thought damn i'm about to go into a rehearsal with a bunch of dancers who grew up on cats i should maybe get a little bit more a broader background on what's going on so that was one of my questions did you interpret from john mills or any of the previous performers when you when you were preparing no No. literally when i went in and did my audition i did what i had done as a 13 year old kid in my bedroom (laughs) i just repeated that process and they said yes and i did a callback and then i did the final callback and i booked it so I hadn't seen anyone else do Gus at that point. That's amazing. And so can you tell, we have a lot of non-theater listeners uh-huh. to this podcast. Um, for Gus, you actually play more than just Gus That's in the right. show. So yeah. you play Gus, Bustopher, and Peter. And Peter, yeah. Peter is a random cat. He looks like every other sort of yeah random cat out there and is just in the opening number. Then you disappear. It's basically so they have an additional body for all the, that dancing in Got the first it. number. And how do they come up with Peter? I have no idea. There's Mr. Mustafli's Rum Tug Tugger, all these well, crazy well, names. Peter and Peter. Is, well, Peter's one of the names that we say in the naming of cats. Okay. And it's one of the ones that hadn't been taken yet. And I don't think there's a named cat in the show. Like, there's no random names. It had to have been out of the T.S. Eliot original text. And yes. Peter is one of those names. Okay, so that's a T.S. Eliot question. Yeah. How did Peter end up with all the rest of these? Right, who knows? And so, of those three characters, yep. which was your favorite? Oh, Gus. Gus. be Gus? Gus. I love Gus. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so, he's an actor, for one. Yeah. He's, he's a character part, what we would call a character part in theater. He's, you know, he's not the hot, young, sexy one. Um, he's kind of broken down. He's got a lot of history to him. Yeah, definitely Gus. And how did you play the parallels between the two? Because Gus is, you know, the very 
quiet, emotional character, and then you've got Buster for who's just kind of comes in with this, you know, and yeah. at least in the movie with the big spoon. And oh, totally, and he's got a lot of bravado. Well, the thing that they have in common is that Bustopher is not really of the tribe. Mm-hmm. Buster is passing through. He is above all of these cats. And while I think Gus probably started as a part of the tribe, his age has kind of pushed him so off to far to the periphery that he too is kind of not a part of the tribe. He's not a cat who you see all night who all of a sudden steps forward. We've never seen Gus at all until he is brought on stage to sing his song. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So when you think about, you know, you've, you've definitely been a part of the show. When you think of all the characters, yeah. you've played three. Yep. If Who's your favorite? Not of those three, just in okay. the show. Well, that's okay. And then who's your least favorite? <laughs> mm. uh, I'm asking uh, characters, not people you're performing yeah, with. Yeah, not people I'm performing with. Absolutely. Uh, Carbuckety is the cat who I would say is my least favorite. Okay. Um, both, uh, and mainly that's as, I'm sort of responding a little bit as if I were Gus, cause Carbuckety is one of the young cats, it's super athletic, it's one of the tumble tracks. And Got so it's it. like Got always it. very noisy, moving very fast. I find that very irritating. So Carbuckety is okay. my least favorite. Favorite is really tough. I mean, I'm a big fan of Grizz. Oh. I'm missing the freaking obvious because it's so close to me. Jelly Lorem is my favorite cat yeah. because Jelly Lorem takes care of Gus. Yes. Yeah. Sings a lot of the song with you. Yeah. And, and in fact, in the production, uh, Sarah Ford, who played Jelly, Jelly Lorem, I could not have done my performance had she not been there. So, yeah, totally Jelly. Amazing. So I want to ask you about some of the rumor mills Great. that I've read because your characters have some very interesting ones. Oh, really? So the, f- the first is... There is a lot of rumors about the what I would call the cat's family tree. Oh, yeah. Do you have any insight into who is actually... Who's who's daddy? Yeah. I mean, in, a bus defer seems to be the answer for a lot of that, or at least he's lovers with most of them, it sounds like. Yeah, well, I mean, the female cats seem to carry on when Bustopher hits the the property so i'm assuming that yeah. he has gotten around to several of the lady cats yeah there's a lot of swooning okay. i think the only other cat who gets swooned over in quite the same way is tugger for totally different reasons for sure I mean, basically uh is a sugar daddy you know he's <laughs> he's a high class he's got white spats on he's dressed in a tuxedo and he, he goes he to strip at, clubs he goes to really nice clubs totally so there you no, go. it's 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 clear that it's gentlemen's clubs, clubs. yeah yeah, yeah. Which is crazy, again, to think about. So I, I do have another piece. That, so you listened to the soundtrack as a 13-year-old, but you didn't go. No. What is your opinion on parents bringing children to the show? <laughs> I heard what you said in the first episode. It's a freaky show. It's, well, let me tell you what I creepy. thought when I sat down that night before the first rehearsal and finally loaded in a DVD. I called a friend of mine who lived in the neighborhood, loaded in the DVD, poured myself a bourbon, sat there, watched the whole thing. And at the end, I turned it off and went, huh. So Cats appears to be two hours of soft porn (laughs) punctuated by three kitty numbers, like children's numbers, and uh, three contemplations on death and dying. Yeah. But (laughs) essentially, it's two hours of soft porn. Right. So and they're in the audience. Yeah. And they're They're running around. And they're dressed in practically nothing. Yeah. Yeah. But there's those kitty numbers. There's enough. I mean, I don't think they they didn't cynically set off to build a thing that would make everyone in the family happy. But what they did was they built a thing that would make everyone in the family happy. (laughs) There's some truth to that. There's also a lot of rumors that this is why there are significantly more furries in the world. 
Is because of cats? It's because of cats. Oh, I'd never thought that thought before, but that, I'd totally buy into that. Yeah, right? I mean, when I first heard of furries, the first thing I thought was, oh, it's like cats. It's like, yeah. It's a cats convention. It's, but it's the Rum Tug Tugger song. Sure. And the Cavity song. Done. Are the two. Sold. That are <laughs> I believe that. So I'm curious now, I'm, I'm assuming you've seen the trailer for the new movie. Yeah, yeah. I and have. what are your thoughts? Um, actually, NPR called me up and asked me this question. <laughs> NPR? Uh-huh. Big Cats followers, yeah, I guess so. Somebody over there is a, is a Cats follower and <laughs> had me on Twitter. Um, I'll tell you exactly my experience of watching it. I, I was at the Neil Simon Theater when it dropped. I was watching the Share Show. Wow. And I came out and my phone blew up. Like, have you seen the trailer? Have you seen the trailer? Yeah. I was like, I don't want to see this effing trailer. But I went home, poured myself a bourbon, watched the trailer. <laughs> and I was like, oh... Oh, that's good. Oh, that's too bad. Oh, my God. Oh, well, that's wrong. Oh, 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 God. Well, that's strange. That doesn't look finished. I mean, it was just like every emotion you could have. My yeah. biggest thing was the minute Judy Dench said an actual line of dialogue, I thought, they're cheating. Because in Cats, <laughs> you don't get to speak actual words. And clearly, they've written some lines, some like language for these cats to yeah. speak to make the story clearer, which I think is cheating if you can't do it with the songs. So do you believe the story is clear? There's a lot of debate on that in general. What you mean if you just sat down at Cats and watched it? If you it? just watched. Oh God, no. Absolutely okay. no. I think it's a Rorschach test. It's you know, you watch <laughs> it and then what do you think just happened? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I think it is. So how would how do you interpret it? Well, it's hard because I was actually well, it's funny because I was I did watch the video before Trevor talked us through the building of the backstory. What did I think? Well, I essentially thought it was soft porn kitty numbers and <laughs> and contemplations on death and dying. I'm still unconvinced that what we watch at the end there is a cat being subjected to death. The one of the best responses we got from a little girl who saw the show, she thought, great parenting, right? Is that she thought that everybody else was all we, that we were all already dead in cat heaven, and that Grizz was actually sent back to live again is what she thought she had just seen. Wow, that's kind of dark, too. Oh, I kind of think that is hopeful. <laughs> it's like, so the ending is, and you get to live, as opposed to, and you get to die. But I, so my, my interpretation is that you get to die to start your next life. Yeah, yeah, and right? I think is that's that, the intention. Is that the intention? I okay. think that's the intention. Yeah, version. so I, I read the, you know, I read the SparkNotes version of what it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so what's the from the insider perspective though? Yeah, what's the conveying message of what you're trying to you know to to tell the story? Well, you just asked a very like, is there what's the message? That's one thing. Okay, right. As opposed to what's the plot or what's the oh, story? What about both? Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm curious to answer on both. How long have we got? What's the message? And I have to think about really what Old Deuteronomy says. I think the message is. Stop and consider. If I had to pick a message from okay. cats, it's stop and consider. Notice. Notice how this cat behaves. Notice how that cat behaves. Notice the cat that you don't want to look at, Grizabella. Stop. Notice. Give her a full. That, if I had to come up with a message for cats, okay. that would be the one I would hope to get. Okay. Interesting. And then, I kind of like that. And then the plot is a bunch of cats get together in a, in a junkyard and one is blown to heaven. That's, <laughs> there you go. That's I, the plot. I view it as my interpretation, my plot was that I'm watching some ABC singing show. Yeah. Like a competition show? A competition show. Like The X Factor or The Voice or American Idol. And Old Deuteronomy is the f one of the four judges, right. the only of the four judges. Yeah. And each one comes up on stage and 
sings her song and they get voted on and off by America and one at the end wins. Instead of a million dollars in a Vegas show, they die. They get to ride a tire into yeah. heaven. Yeah. Okay, I buy that. And they belt out their, you know, the, the last number to, to sing win. For your, like, lip sync for your life, right? Yeah, sing yeah. for your life. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's an interesting message. I never thought about it that way. I just think about what, and this is stuff, you know, who knows if it actually gets across the footlights, but Trevor Nunn, who was the original director, was our director, and, and who really wrote the story behind the whole piece. Mm -hmm. That whole, that event that you talked about in your first episode, I think about Deuteronomy sitting there on the tire. Well, in the old days before selfies, no one went up and took a picture with Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy simply sat there and meditated for that entire time. He sat there and thought about what he had just seen, which is the moment where the tribe rejects um, her for the first time in Mm -hmm. a really harsh way. And he sits there and thinks for 20 minutes about how do I solve this problem of this tribe acting this awful way to this one cat? I thought I was going crazy no. because I did not believe that an actor in a performance right. would give up their intermission right? to sit <laughs> and up there not and, like they and take the selfies guy. with right. every single person that walks on stage. Yeah, how about that? It's a big part of the casting. And, and uh, you know, Q, uh, Quentin Earl Darrington, who was our original Deuteronomy, was you couldn't have picked a better man for that job to be able to sing that role the way he sang it, act the role the way he acted, but most importantly, to handle that intermission event. Every night. Every single night. That's crazy. Yeah. So I want to go back to the rumor mill. Great. There's one from New York. Okay. That has very little writing on it. Okay. But it's between Rum Tug Tugger and Skimbleshanks. Something about the two actors in the New York cast had some kind of weird... <laughs> That's amazing. Those are the two you would Yeah, made. some kind of weird relationship where they either... It was either that they acted it out different like ways each night, or they actually maybe disliked each other at certain points. But there's not a lot written on it. But right. there is something tying those two together for the New York revival. Is cast. there a, is there a seed to the like to the, to the does the writer of this rumor have like an event that they cite? No, it's just throughout the production. Well, here's so it's a, just here's pure a, rumor. Well, mail. and here's me figuring this out without, this is actually not, um, well, this is a little backstage knowledge, but it's mostly just paying attention to what goes on in the story, which is, of all the cats up there, Skimble is the most officious. He Rules are the most important to Skimble of anybody up there. Okay, right. I, I wanna come back to that. Okay, so I'm cross, cross your fingers and remember that. The person who says, F the rules, is Tugger. Right. Which is fair. Right. Yeah. So you have two actors who hunker down in those positions mm-hmm. and are given leeway to respond to things night to night. So a tugger, depending on who's playing it, and I've seen got lots of guys play it at this point, could like, you know, be screwing around behind you while you're trying to get something done. Now, if we're all good actors, and we were all good actors, you, there's a parameter around that game that you play. But if someone was to watch that from the outside, what they would see is a guy screwing around and another guy shooting dirty looks. Entirely appropriate. That, that makes sense. To Skimbleshanks and Tugger. Because I know both those guys really, really well. They, and, and they liked each other? Yeah, totally. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's but, good. But I kind of am going, oh, I could see how you might see that story playing out. It's it's rumor mill. Yeah. You know? and yeah. That's, I mean, there's also rumor mills about their astrology signs. Oh, which is About the, the, about the cats. The cats yeah, yeah. Which is also a very crazy rumor mill. Yeah. Okay, so Skimbleshanks. Mm-hmm. Rule follower. Mm-hmm. It looks like during the song, mm-hmm. he slips like a 20 to old Deuteronomy. And my interpretation, since I view this right, right. as a 
as a viewer who's watching a, a show, a competition show, right. I look like it's a bribe. Looks like a bribe. Which and you're positive that, that what you saw was Skimble hands Dute money, yes. not Dute hands no. Skimble money? I, I saw it the other way. Okay, because I think... But who knows? You know, well, in, in, the, in the little story inside a story that the Skimble Shanks number is, because mm-hmm. he's the railway cat, for those yep. of you who don't know at home. Um, so he's like the conductor of a, of a which is a, a really cool. Oh, it's great because we build a train, build a train and, and it's yeah. all great. But I think I'm not on stage for this, and and it was many years ago. But I think that he gets tipped by different people during that a, as the conductor, like being a concierge at a oh, restaurant. Okay. So maybe, maybe I saw it the other yeah, way. Yeah, maybe just saw it. Maybe the other I've way. been writing it this way, thinking like, ah, this is or he's bribing his way. You're right, and I'm wrong. And Jeremy Davis, who played the role, figured out a way to. To no, bribe, yeah, to, but to it, didn't, it didn't work. Clearly not. No, he just he wasted his money. is untouchable. He is. It, yeah. As a matter of fact, if he had been thinking about Skimble and Skimble did that, he would have been off the list. Just out right, right. away. Right, right away. Not so, allowed. Not allowed. Okay. So before we get to my main question, which okay. is my thesis, Great. I would love to hear what you're currently working on. Oh, so. oh, yeah. I'm in rehearsals. As a matter of fact, I'm on my dinner break right now, uh, working on an off-Broadway production of a new version of Cyrano de Bergerac called simply Cyrano. Um, it is a musical. Uh, the the guys, the twins from the group The National are writing our music. Um, uh, Erica Schmidt is our director and the adapter of the piece. And Peter Dinklage is playing Cyrano. Amazing. And when can we catch it? That starts, uh, let's see, it starts the 11th of October is our first preview. Um, and then we open in the first week of November. And it's down at the Daryl Roth Theater, Union Square. Amazing. It's a hot ticket. Can't wait. Small theater. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, so back to Cats. Back to Cats. My thesis yeah. is that Grisabelle was the wrong choice. So my question to you, yeah. as someone who is an insider, yeah. do you either agree or disagree with me? And if so, I will say there is a large team Gus. I, there is the a internet. large team Gus, I know. Who would you who would you pick and why? Hmm. I always thought that I'm, I'm gonna come at it from the Gus perspective. Uh, I always thought that Gus was dragged on into the junkyard to tell his story. And his, first he's very, very feeble. He, he can barely get through it. And then as his memories come back to him, he starts to enjoy it and he tells the story. I think Gus uses up his very last bit of life doing the number. My contention is Gus does his number, then Gus crawls under a car and dies. And there's no and coming he, back. And there's no That's coming the back. That's Gus. the end of okay. that. He's had as many lives as a cat is allowed. Yes. Um, and that was, and actually uh, Q and I, as the actors playing Gus and Duke, spoke about that so that there was an understanding between us as actors that there was no, he, it wasn't like he was passing over me. He understood. Yeah. I was ready. I was tired. Yeah. Please don't make me do this again kind of thing. Yeah, you were done. Okay. Yeah, I was done. Okay. So there's that. Um, I guess I'm for Grizz. I mean, who else is, I mean, the thing about you want to send, I think you want to send someone who's broken. Like you don't want to send someone who's in their prime. Right? That's debatable. Or you don't want to send a kitten because kind of what we had, we had kittens, we had young adult cats. We actually had, we had kittens, we had teens, we had young adult cats, and then you kind of had your older. And again, this is where the, the layers of cats in, is bizarre. <laughs> right. Because that doesn't come across in no, the show very well. Not. Where are the two, Demeter and Bumblerina, who sing? Those are adult, cavities. full adult, adult cats. Okay, right. that makes Who's sense. have a past. Well, that also makes sense when you watch that number. That's right. They better be adults. Yeah, they better be adults, right. Okay. Yeah. So you are in Team Grizz. I mean, I got no problem with it being Grizz. And I'm not sure who I would send instead of. 
I think there's a lot of choices. Well, like who? Rum Tug Tugger. He's a showstopper. See, I don't want Tugger to be rewarded because I come down on the Tugger's irritating. See, I, you, you don't like him. Okay. Uh-uh. No, I find Tugger to be irritating. So all the female cats disagree with you. Oh, of course they do. Right. <laughs> I mean, if it, if it, if I felt it was like truly a reward to go, then I'm going to, I'm going to plump for a jelly. I think jelly lorem. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of a combo. It's how, how it's like when life in your life in the show as the actor and then life in the show as the character combined. Not only do I think because Jelly Lorem is so kind to Gus and treats him so very well, but the actress who has to play Jelly Lorem has to be able to sing legit. She's the one who pops all the high C's and all the group numbers. She has to be able to act the stuff she acts with Gus. And she has to dance in so many of the numbers. And it's not really a dance track. So now you've got an actress, a singing actress who's mm-hmm. being required to dance a lot. So she's working her ass off during the show. So I think let's put her okay. on the tire. I'm going to pull up my jelly and buster for theory for you. Oh, excellent. Because I have my own take on this. Good. Uh, combining a bunch of rumors. Great. To make my thought on how this works. Yep. So there's a rumor that obviously Buster for Jones and Grisabella are friends. Yep. And then when she gets annexed out, she's too afraid to talk to him again. Fair. Right. And then also Grisabella and jelly are friends. Yes. But they kind of have a falling out. Yes. Right? So there's a rumor that Bustifer and Jelly, uh-huh. or sorry, no. So there's a rumor that Bustifer and Jelly have slept together. Oh, really? And so that is where my take is, is that Jelly gives up her chance to sing to Grizabella as an I'm sorry for sleeping with her friend. Yes, Deep Reed. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, I, I mean, is that right? You ask it like is we that, can go to the Talmud and find you, out. You, you didn't no. think through this as you were pre- preparing for the show? <laughs> no, but I love that. That's that, my take. Dude, that lines up. I mean, everything you just said there, I'm thinking of actually internal acting moments that there would be no way you would know about that line up with all of that. So how else can I solidify this? What other parts of the show that I'm missing? Because I'm... You know, I'm reading rumor mills and watching this. Well, if you really watch Jelly Lorem during the Bustopher Jones number and you watch how she specifically responds, that it totally lines up that they would have had a relationship that was specific. Then you, when you watch Jelly's, because Jelly gets really, the first time, is, if I'm remembering this correctly, she gets really angry and her hair really goes up and the claws come out when Grizz comes out the first time. But... By the time we get to the end statement of memory, Jelly and I are both on the floor at Grizz's feet looking up at mm-hmm. her. Not in a hateful way at all. We both kind of feel for her at the end. Because she gave up her apology. Wow. That's my take. I like your deep read here. That's that's what happens when you research this, this show way too much. It's also what happens when you don't have the wrong kind of baggage in your head to begin with. That's very true. Yeah, I mean, again, yeah, I've seen a clean slate. So, seen the show twice now. Great. Both the New York, both your cast. Oh, okay, good, so good. I saw it, and then I had a friend that couldn't believe that I never see, <laughs> and then read what I had said and said, "We're going to go. We're going to go again. ahead." And so that's my two times, and now I'm religiously watching the 1998 movie. Oh yeah. To to catch up and make sure I've got all the angles coming through here. Cool, cool. It's interesting though. So now there's a difference between that movie and what we did because we had the we had the Andy Blankenbuehler in, mm-hmm. in you know who sprinkled his own stuff inside those stories. And there's been some takes like there's been some differences too. Like there was the London street cat version of Rum Tug Tugger. Yeah, yeah. Which was a terrible no, decision. No, yeah. I'm so glad we didn't do that. Yeah. No, I mean, you, you brought back the yeah, original. Yeah. Kind of went Rum back Tug to Tugger. the Terry Mann version of yes. it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So for any parting words for Cats fans out there or just people listening who are not Cats fans and trying to figure out what this movie's so, about. So you're, yeah, so, so, the, so you're, you're, you're doing a service to the world by yes. preparing people for, for the, the movie. movie. Which none of us know what it's going to look like. That's right. And be. my contention is that, that we should not in any way judge it by that trailer. That trailer, here's, this is me speaking for me, I think that trailer was rushed by the studios to get it out the weekend that Lion King hit. I think the director had nothing to do with that trailer. Interesting. I really do. And it launched the same day as Top Gun, which I thought was an interesting oh, choice. The Top Gun trailer. Interesting. They both happened they like both within an on the same hour day. of each other. Huh. But I'm pretty sure the Cats one is tied to. They the wanted it in the, the Lion King. In the Lion King. Yeah. Yeah. And there's. It doesn't feel quite like the play. The trailer doesn't. For me. No. No. Which makes me wonder what they're going to do. Yeah. Well, here's what I would say to people about going to see the Cats movie. It's what I say to people about going to see everything. Just go and get on the ride. And take the ride. Don't think too much about it beforehand. Just go carve out two hours of your life. Get a soda. Yeah, <laughs> some know, popcorn. Some popcorn. Pour some M&Ms into the popcorn. Yeah. It's the best way to do it. Um, and just go on the ride. Well, I would say stop and consider. Dude, call back. Yes. <laughs> just, yeah. I guess that's what I'm saying is just it's take the time. So. Just stop and consider it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I can't wait. I think a bunch of us from the cast are all going to go together. You should. Yeah, I think you should definitely. go to the, it's the premiere. Why are they not inviting you to the premiere? Oh, please. It's, there's a big difference between movie people yeah. and theater people. <laughs> Decimal points and other things, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much. This has been amazing. Oh, my I appreciate pleasure. you coming on the podcast. I love it. Um, and tell us, how can we follow you on Instagram, social? Oh, yeah, it's very easy. Christopher Gurr, G-U-R-R, all one word. That's Instagram and the Twitter. And ChristopherGurr.com is the website. And check me out. Awesome. Thank you again. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. To follow along, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Wrong Cat Died, or check out our website, TheWrongCatDied.com. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. They both come in giftable boxes with savings up to $46 and free shipping for a limited time. Go to OSEAMalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.